trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 575, I think. I'm Adam, and Alon Z, because I can't be asked with quotes, and is Debbie Melrose. Yes, Debbie Melrose, everybody! Yes, Debbie Melrose. <laughs> I'm back. Equidistant, so grown up. Oh, uh, Mary Lang. Next time, would it kill you to knock? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> like and that one. Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Oh, bad wolf girl, I could kiss you. And then be up for some sort of sexual harassment uh, thing, I should imagine. Right, <laughs> right then, so yesterday, we're, yesterday, not I mean today, not yesterday, today it's uh, the time of the Doctor, and a little bit of um, the previous episode, which I think was called The Night of the Doctor, isn't it? Anyway, I've got it no, there. it's not the time of the Doctor. The Day of the, the Doctor. Doc- Do- yeah, so it's, it's the, the Night of Shut yes. Your Face. It's easy, it's easy to confuse them. Hang on, I've put Time of the Doctor. I, I, I think I might have got myself tied in a bit of knot in the, in the little... Uh, the, the titles of the oh bloody hell I've made a right balls up there haven't I? Day of the what, what are we doing today? Day, the day, day of the doctor. Oh, I got it right. Yes, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like you know the sword of Rassilon. No, I can't believe I got it right, Mary. The crown of Rassilon. The stuff I have to do is distracting. Anyway, uh, but what we will, quickly I'll be be doing the the night of the doctor, which I shall cover very very briefly. Kirby, very very. Did you? Hang on, that's um, what's her name again? Debbie. Yes. Debbie, hello. Yes. Right, could you sort of find the definition of the word briefly? <laughs> Send it over to Kirby. Oh, master, master, oh, master, master, yes. master. Yes. Did you check your recording levels? Yes, I Well, yes, I sort of have, yes. I have, yes. Well, I, I had that uh, sitting in front of me to remind you when yeah. things went crazy. Yes, great that you remind me about three minutes into the show. Uh, when we've already started, yeah, that worked really, really well. I would have reminded you at the proper time, but no, um, that wasn't our fault. It was your fault. No, exactly. <laughs> and what was I going to say? I was going to say something, then I completely forgot. Never mind. Oh, yes, got stuff coming from the life because people have been waiting so long for the show to actually start while watching <laughs> it on the Twenty Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right, what have we got here? I've got a window in the way. Oh, there it is, right there. Tim Drury. Tim Drury. <laughs> there we go. Bit of a delay there. We'll, we'll, we'll blame um, uh, Elon blame Musk me. for that one. Uh, anyway, he says, I've caught up and... Hang on, I've got the wrong way around. Oh, was it two minutes, five minutes ago. Yeah, that's right. I've caught up and passed you. Oh, will you be reviewing the new episodes? Uh, I will be sort of talking about them but not doing a full-on synopsis. Like we're gonna I hope we can what, what just came on the other day. Will you shut up? Um, right then, uh, Tim Drury says, a great fan TC Con episode. I bet none of you lot will listen to that one. Um, I'll tell you what, the, uh, I apologise again for the terrible sound quality, especially, especially on Debbie's interview with Aaron, because unfortunately I think he might have been a little bit too close to the microphone. And Lillian Robin says, I'm late too. When's it due, Lillian? Hang on, where's my bell? <laughs> well, we waited for you, Lillian. Yeah. <laughs> And Terry Miles says, you're not late, don't worry. Well, I bloody well am. Right then. So, uh, this week, uh, we're going to be uh, 
Oh, yeah, did you send over the meaning of briefly, Debbie, to Kirby? No, I just I looked at it and you guys just carried on talking. So no, no, just send it over to him. He, he, he might pick it up as a message. Um, oh, someone else has come through. Lillian Robin says, I listened to the Fan TC Con 1 2. No, hang on. I listened to Fan TC Con 1. Yes, yeah. no, it was Fancy Con yeah, 3. Aaron kept moving oh, forward. Oh, you're blaming Aaron. Right, okay, fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I ended up sat on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, the uh, Knight of the Doctor features the Eighth Doctor um, sort of in a bit of a skirmish. Uh, he, uh, he arrives on this spaceship. He's going to uh, rescue this this cast lady and sort of starts sort of carting her towards the TARDIS at the back of the ship. And, of course, the, ha- the ship's crashing. So they go to the back of the ship because it gives them about one millionth of a second more time. Um, yeah. But as soon as she realises it's a TARDIS, she starts getting very... Um, suspicious and decides not to she'd rather die than 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 join the doctor and the dardis uh so they crashes and they're all dead but uh the the sisters of um khan is it um yeah, sort of is. give the doctor sort of an elixir to keep people keep him alive for four minutes to give him a choice of either living on as a new incarnation that might save the universe or, or dying as the eighth doctor what or knitting or dying as the eighth doctor. Of course, he's really got no choice. So they give, he says, what do you want? It's our warrior. So yeah, it takes a warrior thing. They said it was going to hurt, but it didn't seem to hurt him too much. Anyway, he regenerates and he's got a very young yes, looking. It, of course it hurt. Caligula looking. Caligula, Caligula looking. Young, uh, yeah, Caligula uh, looking, um, John Hurt, uh, 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 is there in a reflection form. Um, and then, uh, we go straight into the day of the doctor. Oh, I should have actually had wait, it ready. Wait, wait, before you, before you fully leave the night of the doctor, mm. I have a little bragging to do. Ooh. Because when this took place, this was the 50th anniversary, of course. Yes. Um, Paul McGann was a guest at uh, Chicago TARDIS. Oh, here you go, name dropping. And that's where I got to, where I sat next to him. Yes. And he gave me his phone to look at. Oh, did he now? Is that a euphemism? message from... Uh, Moffat saying, hey, surprise, we have to release this early because the fans are catching on. So happy birthday, because they released it on his birthday, which was um, a few days before the actual con and everything. So that's where I got to see, you know, Stephen Moffat's message to uh, McGann (laughs) to tell him about how he's going to release the Night of the Doctor. And that's not all you got from Paul McGann, was it, Mary? That's, it's gone very quiet. And that's where I got those pictures that just I just pictures, was it? Okay. And uh, then we, yes, because there we were. We, as I recall. And we sat and we talked for a good hour. It was it was a good time. Yes. Anyway, I'm um, yeah, sorry. I, I remember I had just ten years ago I had just barely started uh my current job. It's a I've never been someplace where I've worked there for full ten years. Uh, I expect to retire from this job. Anyway, I I no, didn't I'm have retiring a now. smartphone. Hello. No, carry on. Sorry. I didn't have a smartphone. Uh, I was uh, I just had a little. Uh, oh no, you're gonna laugh. An iPod Touch, an Apple product. Ah. Woo. They're and, good uh, iPod touches. They still work. I've got one. Yeah, I haven't turned mine on in years, but. It's kind of cool because it's basically everything except for an iPhone. Yes, uh, is that? But I 
had been checking Doctor Who stuff that morning, the uh, night of the Doctor came out, and within 15 minutes, I had, was able to see it uh, at work, and I was just blown away. I just loved it. Thank you. Right then, so uh, the day of the Doctor begins rather uh, sexily with the um, the old uh, William Hartnell opening titles. Um, and stuff which I know Kirby has only just recovered from even 10 years on uh, when he saw that coming up well, I, and I inter- was like mummy are we watching the wrong one I was like just <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that when we, this episode was originally on we'd only just finished watching this particular title sequence uh, rolling up yes. the screen <laughs> regularly I, I love the uh, I Chesterton on the sign too Yes, that's right. That was very good, wasn't it? But I didn't quite get yes. Clara being a school teacher of all of a sudden. But um, we'll live with it for the it's we'll true. live yeah. with it yeah. for, for the for the the reasons of this master? particular. Oh God, master, master. Uh, you know, there's that sign for uh, I am Foreman being yes. basically right down the street. If that's yes. the case, why did Ian and Barbara have to drive? Because they're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> He had to bring his car with him because the caretaker would have locked it in yeah. school. Well, the headmaster oh. was W. Coburn. Also, they were on their way home, I guess. So, so that's yeah. It. The headmaster was W. Coburn. Yes. Yeah. I love the the school. Actually, it reminds me. Of the, the it looks like Denmark Road Primary School, which is now knocked down and a car and 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 it was a car park. Now it's a a set of uh, people were adamant that i went to that as a primary school i went to the primary school on the mainland when i moved to cows it was already torn down in a car park it does look like uh like denmark road anyway so she's a teacher and she's uh, jump jumps on a motorbike and off she goes because she's got an inkling the doctor's about and she i love the scene where she she rides straight into the tardis it's quite cool and the camera followers follows her in that's quite yeah but imagine cool. all the fumes Oh, it, it won't affect it. It's, uh, like when Chitty Chitty Bang Bang left Fantasy Con, we were all just there going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the noise. The motorcycle yeah. is not quiet, yes, yeah. in that small space. But anyway, the Doctor looks a little bit like Buddy Holly with those round glasses on and his hair in a quiff. But anyway, um, they sort of have a little bit of banter and sort of uh, have a, a greeting and then alarm goes off. And... Um, the TARDIS, it um, uh, turns out, is being grabbed by... It's come out of one of those sort of prize machines at a, a fairground. I'm really surprised, though, that, so. um, that, they, that she goes, oh, we just found it, so we're bringing it in. It's like, you know, do you think to knock? Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. But what I, get is, what I get, it's like one of those grabbers out of a plate, you know, one of those fairgrounds, yeah. or what, and it doesn't drop it after five seconds for no reason whatsoever. The TARDIS lands in London all the time. Why is it, why did they do this? And yet he's RTD's referencing the same thing uh, next week or whenever, whichever the three episodes is going to have the uh, TARDIS and a helicopter. Hmm. Anyway, the next scene is um, Kate. Um, obviously, that, my my old friend um, got cuddles from um, Kate Stewart. Um, watching a crowd of people on the the, the sort of little walkway uh, it's a riverside walkway just in front of tower bridge um uh, which appear to be watching the filming of doctor who um anyway. <laughs> um and well, of course, I, I yeah, love, that, that was trafalgar square is absolutely full of people watching doctor who being filmed. <laughs> yeah 
Anyway, we meet Osgood, I believe. This is the first time we meet Osgood in a, in a yes. not quite accurate Doctor Who scarf. Not a Lavazzi one, obviously. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'll get that. This, this particular version of uh, the asthma-bound uh, sidekick of uh, Kate uh, Stewart uh, doesn't have the uh, seventh Doctor's question mark pullover at this stage. Anyway, so uh, Kent, eventually, the, the um, after some comedy hanging from under seat, underneath the TARDIS and having legs hanging out the door and being held in by Clara, um, um, they sort of managed to land the TARDIS in, in well, it was it Trafalgar Square, Square, like you said, wasn't it? Or is it St Paul's Cathedral? It's Trafalgar Square. It's Trafalgar Square, which is quite a stone, so, more where, than a stone's throw away from Tower Bridge. In for the art museum. Yeah, it's a, it's more than a stone's throw away from um, Tower Bridge, to be fair. But uh, uh, no Anyway, so very good scenes, and uh, he's got a letter from Queen Elizabeth the first, and um, they they cart him off to. Yeah, I'll look it up myself. There's husband in it as well. Tower Bridge, <laughs> where there's uh, something I haven't quite seen yet, but Kirby has a three-dimensional painting from Gallifrey itself, and Did you try to watch in 3D. Not yet. I, I'm, Mick still has my uh, my 3D goggle thingies, and I'd have to find the Blu-ray, which is in a cupboard somewhere. So once I've found the blue, one of the two things, those two things combined, uh, I'll, I'll get a chance to see it uh, via the uh, via that means, Kirby. Sorry, I haven't been able. Yeah, to Yeah, well, I, I I watched it uh, in 3D again yesterday, and just, oh, yeah. it's it's a just, great just, way. Of just to show off, yes. Um, no. Yes. Anyway, the doctor starts getting these flashbacks when he looks into this this painting, which is supposedly of uh, a, a, a Gallifreyan city uh, falling. I can't remember the name of the city. Ah, darn it! It's the second city. I yeah, can't but remember. I can't remember. Arcadia or something like that, isn't it? Arcadia, you're right. And within the painting is the the, the back of uh, the War Doctor, and there's lots of Dalek ships, and there's a big. They show some scenes of the war and people getting blown up and kids running. And, and some some great music. Yeah, and uh, then the, the, obviously the War the War, war the Doctor. That's a new new name for him. The War the Doctor turns up <laughs> and um, in his rather really really well, we battered tardis. Sounds Warder, about Warder, right, Warder, doesn't it? Tower yeah. of London. Yeah, the War Doctor, battered tardis. Anyway, he sort of. Uh, scares the Dalek just by being there and, and then there's a few explosions and and uh, and, he, and and a sign on the wall that says uh, no more uh, no, and he the sort of shoots it on there doesn't he he does yeah yeah he shoots it on there and says no more anyway um but I do love the sort of um the Dalek that's had its top end severed and it's lying on its side sort of you know watching it. what is this explain yeah this <laughs> I, I presume that the in in the um the headquarters uh, at um, the high council of uh, the time lords that the bald headed bloke is rattled on uh, i didn't yeah, actually count no, he's got he's the not. symbol on his clothes so. no, no, who is he no, then no. who is he then no. uh, he is just a general they make reference to the high council uh, because he's wearing rassilon seals yeah they use that all over the place mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, the, the, if you notice on the collar of one of the other guys is Rassilon Seals. Uh, and Adam and I have both got them as well, yeah. No. But, but the, they make reference to the High Council because, remember, this is taking place around, like, right after the previous episode where we had the spitting of Rassilon. The spit of Rassilon. The spit of Rassilon, yes. <laughs> and, and they... And, 
that episode, what, what was that? The End of Time? Yes. Part two? Yes. Uh, yeah. And they, in the End of Time Part two, they reference the moment. And right. so they say that the Doctor has the moment. Yes, he does. They, uh, they, yes, they do. Anyway, so... Um, and we didn't know what that meant. We do now. Anyway, uh, well, we so, do now. So anyway, like you say, the moment has been... Uh, the Doctor still has the moment, and he, he's taken it to a, a shed in the middle of a sort of deserty type place. I thought it was a barn. I'm going to say a shed. All right, Debbie, what is it? Shed or barn? It's a barn. Thank you. Uh, Too much straw for it to be just a shed, Adam. I don't care. It's kind. It's kind of a crappy right, falling apart barn. barn. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's too. It's too strawy and and barny to be a shed. Barney. <laughs> that's a different type of thing. Um, it's going to. It's going to involve. Going to involve the uh, Clara's ankle being grabbed by the doctor in a few more episodes. Well, in I, that barn. Okay. Thank you. Um. um Kirby, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so the Doctor, as in the War Doctor, sort of is fiddling around with the, the moment, trying to get it to work, and then suddenly um, Billy Piper turns up and um, is Rose Tyler, bad wolf. Yeah, really cool. And she, love the way he kicks it out of the, her out of the barn, and then she reappears back on sat on the uh, on the moment. Yes, the, what? The, 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 the bald headed character is referred is credited as the general. Congratulations. Right then. Um, yeah. So he's he's sort of fighting with this. He wants to blow up the, the, the everything Time Lords and Daleks. And uh, to to cut a long story short, um, the moment, i.e. Billy Viper, says, "Yeah, you can do that, but your punishment will be to survive," um, which I thought was quite cool. Um, so this goes on. But the, basically, the moment's job is the interface of the, the moment itself. The, uh, Billy's job, excuse me, is to try and persuade. Uh, because it's such a terrible weapon and I do love this idea of this you know the, the weapon itself knows it can do what it can do but it will persuade you not to so just going are you sure yeah. are you positive yes exactly yeah. um so it's it's the moment that creates this whole thing by trying desperately hard to persuade the doctor not to do what he's going to do um meanwhile um Moving forward a little bit here. Um, there's some mysterious little scenes like that that chap taking the phone call from a mysterious person, and uh, we, which we find out later on what, who made the phone call, what it, why it was, and what, what was said in it. Uh, just all sowing seeds for later in the episode, just to sort of string some things together. <laughs> and then we cut back to the uh, Tenth Doctor, um, flirting big time with that. Flirting woman. big time. He's proper romance. <laughs> with um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, <laughs> he never did any of that for old Rose. With Stacy. Oh, sorry, no, it's know. Queen Elizabeth the first. No, I don't mind. Don't mind him um, flirting with the Queen. She's a queen. Um, and I guess quite. And she doesn't look anything like Queen Elizabeth. It's quite quite a good laugh though um anyway so he's there flirting big time and romancing and he's got something i think this is set in the time where he's leading up to his regeneration isn't he? he hasn't got a companion and he's just sort of living out his you know he's sort of having a bit of fun before he uh he gets Ghost into that situation yeah. at the end of the end of time so it's his is what they call it his reward or something or was that did that um, happen before he actually regenerated oh, i can't remember oh, but I'm anyway gavin and stacy should i I said Stacy. No, I, I I know. I've never seen it. Should I? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. 
so like you say he's romancing her but he, he what we don't know at this stage he thinks she's a zygon and when he, he confront confront i can't speak confronts so her. Rude to her every time he does <laughs> yeah. it yeah and it's, this is i wondered whether i've got a machine that goes ding come from and this is it though it's a it's a quite a become quite a legendary sort of thing i've got a machine that goes ding um, I thought he had a machine that went ding in, uh, with Martha. No, I want this one to be the only one because this is better. Shut up, Kirby. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, the horse turns into the Zygon and she, he's left looking a bit silly because it actually is Queen Elizabeth and she keeps kissing him. She's just him. insulted the Queen of England, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she As gets she gets chased by a or the Zygon through the woods. The Doctor starts running around and meets this rabbit and another hilarious scene there. <laughs> comes yes. out all this stuff. Uh, oh, you're just a rabbit, aren't you? Um, um, she's really fabulous. Don't get you don't get rabbits look like that in the bushes, but it is it's it's a really good looking rabbit, so we'll, we'll forgive that. Um, That's probably why you thought it was a zygon because it didn't look like your normal yeah, yeah, it yeah. too perfect mangy yeah. mangy British rabbit. Yep. Anyway, then <laughs> the doctor. After. Oh dear. Yes. 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 It, in in blink. Uh, this is I don't want to know because I wanted this to be the uh, the only machine that goes ding. Shut up, Gabby. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, then there's suddenly two who, Queen Elizabeths. Gabby, um, let Adam finish his sentence so we'll be here till midnight. Can you, did you send him about the brief, the brief, the meaning of the word brief? No, but I'm probably going to do it. Please now. do so. Because <laughs> otherwise we won't have any okay, legal leg to stand I'm on. Shutting up, sir. <laughs> anyway, so um, the. The tenth Doctor is sort of confronted by two Queen Elizabeths. Obviously, one is a Zygon, one isn't. And then the Fez suddenly appears from above the top of his head, which confuses them somewhat. A Fez has already I forgot to mention this. You'll be able to walk past the Fez. No, I forgot to mention this. A Fez had already appeared with the the War Doctor in the in the barn because uh, I accidentally skipped past that bit. Meanwhile, back in the depths of uh, Unit, uh, the Doctor and Clara uh, are being shown some um stuff covered in um sheets and um uh, obviously we don't know at this stage but uh, the zygons because there's no things the painting hat did used to have figures in it but they're all gone because actually the zygons were uh, finding a way to because they but crashed the other doctor so basically the, the, the zygons there. yeah the zygons went to the wrong t- period period in time which is a elizabethan time and they're using the, this painting to get to present day uh, so they can do an invasion uh, they like invading the old zygons and anyway the doctor finds a fez within a, uh, a museum sort of case thingy and t- puts it on so he can throw it up through this sort of time swirly thing that the moment's created and he, then he jumps into it and we get uh, the 10th and 11th doctors together uh, bantering off big time and Contemplating much. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. Um, Queen Elizabeth, uh, Zygon Queen Elizabeth, which one it may be, keeps kissing the. <laughs> must have been horrible for her to have to keep kissing David Tennant and those things. Um, and then. Um, back love, back uh, in the barn. The war doctor saying, Does this happen a lot? <laughs> yeah, he, he's not there yet. He's still in the barn at the moment, polishing off a, a fez. Uh, and then um, he arrives. And, uh, of course, the other two doctors, oh, my God, it's him. Oh, oh my God. And um, then a, a load of soldiers turn up. And um, Clara's asked, because I'm zero, to be uh, a, a witch and call some some lines through the, the swirly thing uh, just to scare off the soldiers. And um, then, uh, yeah, they get uh, 
sort of shut in a dungeon. And um, I do love, obviously I haven't mentioned it yet, this uh, thing about the sonic screwdrivers and, and when they sort of wave their sonic screwdrivers at him and he said, well, what are you going to do, build a cabinet at me? I, I did love yeah, that. Yeah. Genius line. Um, and, of course, within uh, their, their time in the dungeon uh, and uh, the time that... Um, our characters start turning uh, well some Zygon Scott taking over the unit bit um, it's um, that bit's a bit confusing only because you, you're supposed to be confused obviously because you don't well really you know it's going to be not proper yeah, okay, I know but, you, but you, it doesn't you know, it, they're supposed to be confusing that's why these these Zygons are there to cause a bit of confusion amongst the people there and the viewers uh, so uh, Osgood has a fight with Osgood uh, Osgood uh, and but um, Kate takes Clara down into the ultra depths of uh, unit where um, um, all the stuff that the doctor's not allowed to know that they have oh, is proof, yeah. <laughs> yeah, including a vortex manipulator well, very, very donated handy. by Captain Jack Harkness on his death well one of them <laughs> yes um, and uh, of course, um, the uh, what well, the code for operating this thing is, is sent to them, uh, which allows when the, the Zygon... Oh, that horrible scene when the Kate, Zygon Kate becomes uh, a Zygon. Let me state that the code happens to be the date and time of the first episode, An Unearthly Child. Great. Um, yeah. Right, so... Um, and just I'm as Clara... myself again. Just as Clara's about to get done in, she uh, bright, brightly reads the, the code and uh, puts a more vortex manipulator on and um, arrives back where the doctors are. And of course, uh, uh, to keep things consistent, the 11th doctor is carving that code onto the wall uh, and stuff. And, uh, and the, the funny thing is, obviously, when Clara arrives, they were trying to find a way of disintegrating the door by, by using a the age of their sonic screwdrivers <laughs> learning yeah. the uh, code of course it's already open <laughs> uh, this is fab try the door you know <laughs> yeah. yeah really <laughs> and uh, yeah so I'm just moving forward a bit and then Queen Elizabeth turns up and um, takes them of course it turns out this is actually the real Queen Elizabeth who's pretending to be a Zygon uh, just to confuse the Zygons uh, and then uh, Ten's rude to her again. Yes, because he thinks she's an actual Zygon. But, but she loves him so much, she lets him off rather than chopping his head off. She marries him, for goodness yes. sake. Anyway, um, they have to go. Uh, so uh, the Doctor quickly marries uh, Queen Elizabeth and then he runs off into the TARDIS, followed by the others. Uh, and as the others trep in the TARDIS, I know... Kirby got excited. I felt the vibrations of Kirby's excitement even here on the Isle of Wight when the <laughs> the uh, desktop theme changed as they all got in there and the round bits and and everything. Didn't you get excited, Kirby? Oh, you're gonna let me talk? <laughs> let let. Oh, he's so keen. You just kind of jump in when you feel like it. He normally does. Go on. <laughs> I didn't like the fact. They called them the round things because what? they've always been called roundels. Kirby! Right, that's it. Is that it? I was I, going to and, thought but I did like the you've redecorated. I oh, I, I, no, I didn't like that. I thought it was a bit cheesy. Uh, where's the little thing for Kirby? Here it is. There we go. Okay, right. Uh, where do we get up? Oh, yes. Um, 
Something's happening over here. Clara's saying stuff. So, uh, meanwhile, at unit, it's all going off with the with between the Zygons and the humans, and the Kates decide to have a little bit of a, a chat. And what the real human Kate sets off this five-minute self-destruct thingy. I don't remember any. Uh, it's normally Kirk or Picard in um, self-destruct sequences, but uh, nothing was mentioned there. Um, and uh, they start sort of bickering off. I love that if you look the acting between the Zygon ones and the human ones. It's just the expression on the actors' faces behind Kate is quite quite clever. You've got the sinister expressions for the Zygons. Now you must watch this quite closely. Closely? Closely. Closely. Um, so just watch when the camera's on the, the Zygons. They're always standing. There. There's the Zygon Kate with a sinister face and a wide shot of the, <laughs> the Zygon Osgood and the Zygon whoever that other bloke is looking really sinister. And then the camera cuts to non-Zygon, human Kate, when the, the Osgood's standing under the side looking a bit scared and, and the other bloke just looking bewildered. It's... Uh, quite clever meanwhile in the TARDIS the doctors are panicking somewhat uh, and they arrive back in unit and, and go down into the uh, cellar and while that's all happening the, the 11th doctor phones that bloke and tells him to take the painting down into the uh, yeah into the whatever that place is dungeons and um, the doctor when he when he gets to this is it called like the black archive that's it that'll do sounds Doctor Who-ish doesn't it um, yeah, when they arrive in the Black Archive, after a little bit of a battle on Gallifrey, uh, getting rid of a few Daleks, um, the, the, the Doctor shoots this thing in the ceiling with his sonic screwdriver and uh, makes it so that the Zygons and the humans don't know who are Zygons or humans. Uh, and they really don't, the Cates have to cancel the self-destruct very quickly. And of course, that's that, that rather iconic scene of the, the Doctor sat on the chairs and uh, doing some cross leg dancing and pushing the chair back down so they all sort of get stand up in synchronicity and stuff like that which is quite cool meanwhile uh, there's, uh, there's Osgood um, saying shush to the other Osgood and handing over the, the puffer and um, everybody's a little bit confused so they can't fight because they don't know who's who uh, then Clara has a little chat with the with the war doctor and um, um, he now knows what he needs to do, so he buggers off back to the the uh, back to the barn where there's a big red button for him to press, um, and he, he's going to do it. But then a couple of Tardises turn up on cue because obviously the the uh, these moment has told him to do the sound that the Tardis makes. Of course, the two Tardises arrive, and they're all going to press the button together because they, they they all did it, and then suddenly. The eleventh thought to realise is that they can they have another idea, another plan. They could just um trap Gallifrey in a almost like a time bubble so as it's it's hidden. In a stasis uh, cube. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh which is what they do because they really can't kill those lovely little children and stuff like that. There must be another way. Uh, and there was. And they, they they did this and um oh, sir, all saved catchy. Gallifrey and essentially the Daleks as well, to be fair, but uh, <laughs> Because not all the yes, they said that the garlics will be killed in the crossfire, but as we well know, that didn't actually happen, did it? No. Nope. Um, so, uh, and also, there's a point in which, uh, quite surprisingly, uh, actually, when I was watching the story, that the general, uh, as we now know he is, sort of said, "Oh, go on then." I think there's I no other choice. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
um, said, "Go on then, uh, yeah, trap us in in the thing in time, and and that's fine." So what they do is they get all twelve doctors, all thirteen of them, to to um, fly around and around and around and around Gallifrey and create this this situation that saves saves them basically. And uh, Master, yeah, hooray, Gallifrey stands, and then um, back at. Um, the uh, National Gallery, which we should have gone in, actually, uh, when we were last in London, uh, and I should have done, and I didn't, I will do next time. Um, they all sort of. Not, uh, the, that's not the National Gallery. Yes, it is in the story, but it's the Cardiff Museum, as usual. Yeah, I thought it looked a bit different, but never mind. And um, so then they had this final scene of everybody saying goodbye and everybody realising that they're not going to remember anything, so they ask uh, for some spoilers, which they're going to forget, etc., etc. And uh, the war doctor goes off, and after saying that his future is in safe hands, regenerates into. If you stare at it long enough, you you imagine it being the ninth doctor, but in fact there's no actual sign of the ninth doctor's face appearing there at all. But the it's a shame. Ears, what the reference to his ears tells us. I know it is Eccles K. Obviously. Um, and then um, obviously the uh, nine says uh, sorry ten says goodbye to eleven. I'm saying it how the, the Hoovians say it, um, but I'm just to save time and all that. And uh, eleven tells ten about uh, the trends law thingy, and uh, he says he don't want to go. And then obviously he says that a lot. So, yeah, like that. That. <laughs> then Clara yeah. goes to the doctor time on his own with the uh, with the painting with his painting, and then. When I watched this at um, the Doctor Who celebration ten years ago, can you believe? Um, nearly ten, almost nearly exactly ten years. Only a couple of days off now. Yes. Um, when Tom Baker appeared on the screen, everybody, I think there was a few people in tears. To be fair, there was cheers, there was gasps, tears. Oh, I was uh, stood outside watching that bit, and t- Tom and Nyla said they could hear me going, "Hooray!" <laughs> yeah, yeah I. I just I cheered here in my living room. Mm. He looks so well as well, doesn't he? I've seen pictures of him recently. He looks really, oh yeah, really very frail. Pictures. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he's looking frail. He uh, and that's wonderful. I didn't actually when when it cut to the scene of all the doctors sort of staring out to what, what I presume is is Gallifrey. It, it did look really. <laughs> you're looking across the line and seeing the very poor wigs, especially for the uh, yeah. sixth doctor and the fifth doctor. <laughs> What were they thinking? You know, um, but I suppose they had to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's charming to be fair. And also, not just that, it's the third Doctor. His hair's too long for starters. But it was a charming sort of nod to the history of Doctor Who. And, and then the end title sequence were uh, uh, something different and uh, rather cute. So there we go. That was uh, the day of the Doctor. Now. Um, we've already, every time we talk about the day of the Doctor, we, we don't hide, well, I don't know about you lot, I don't hide my sheer delight in in the story. We've only talked it. about it one other time, and that was ten years ago. No, no, I'm just saying, we have mentioned it from time to time that uh, it's a great yes, episode. Yes, we do mention um, it, yeah. And it doesn't disappoint, it's, it, I haven't watched it for ages, to be fair, and I, I think I, when it's so good, it, it's good sometimes not to keep on watching something that's really, really good over and over again, because then you can reappreciate it. Um, every time you watch it, I can hear Isabella and Owen out in the corridor. This they're just about to come in here and make a right racket, so just pre-warning you. Um, 
yeah, it's it is what it is. It's a fabulous celebration, as it was called. Actually, the event was called Celebration, wasn't it, um, of Doctor Who? And it, it's probably, uh, as far as an anniversary special goes, it's probably going to be difficult to beat it. I can't imagine this year's one beats it. I think it's going to be good fun. But and I, I, I say we'll talk about what happened on Children in Need in a minute. But uh, it's um, Children in Need. I'm sorry. It's definitely gush-worthy brilliance, and I actually think it's better than I originally remembered it being. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just fabulous, isn't it, Debbie? Yes, I. Debbie, Debbie what did you say about Children in Need? I didn't just... watch Children in Need. Oh, it's readily available on, on. Yes, I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, well, Catching up with a month's going, worth. No, of I didn't stuff say. No, I, I wouldn't watch the whole of Children of the I'm talking about the Doctor Who bit. Yeah, I haven't seen those bits yet. Okay. I'm sorry. I've Guess who's going to be spoiled there. then? You want? You might want to put your fingers in your ears later on. But anyway, what yeah. did you think no, of this? No, I don't mind spoilers. I've oh. never minded spoilers. Oh, I still enjoy the ride. That's good. But, yeah, I'm sorry I haven't watched it yet, Kirby. I mean, yeah, you t- you know, I've been it, ill for a month. I've been catching up with everything. It, it is only oh. six minutes long, Dave. You better? <laughs> um, a lot better. Okay, good. So what did you yeah. think of uh, the, the Doctor then? Me? Yeah. I think wonderful. I, I, I think this... I don't even mind Clara in this. That's <laughs> how much I oh, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yes, that is a big... A lot. This is my probably my favourite episode of um, Matt Smith's era, definitely. I mean, what's not to really enjoy about it? You've got John Hurd in it. I yeah. mean, he's, he's just... It's amazing. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. I've loved him for years. And, you know, his, his voice is, was part of my childhood, you know, and, and there he is just being magnificent as the war doctor. And yeah. just, it's just brought so much more gravitas to, to Doctor Who, which it have, has been missing of late in the stories. Yeah. And just to sort of seem to centre it all again, centre the Doctors again, and just, just bring it back to, to feeling... Front and sides. Well, just, yeah, back front and sides, yeah. But it is... I really enjoy it. The music is phenomenal throughout the whole of this. Do, 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 do. The acting is, is beautifully done. And Tom Baker at the end is just the cherry on the cake. It is. A really good episode. Yeah. And I love this, this story. I love the idea of them not knowing who the Zygons are. And, you know, it's just... It's well written and it keeps going. It's not. There's no moment where you just sort of just sat there. Moment. Going, oh, the action. There's no moment, Debbie. What happens in oh, okay. in most of Capaldi's era is you know you, you get and then you have to stop and then you have to, all the way through stop start stop start. This is a great linear story. It you know it all makes sense. It ties together, and it, it's good to explore the past of the Doctor that he he's mentioned and mentioned mentioned and is still troubling him so badly. And the fact that it will still trouble him because he won't remember doing this is just, it's a great idea. It's a great premise. I like that. And I think they could technically, I know they've done it in a bit of big finish and things like that, but they could definitely explore a lot more of the in-between years. And uh, I'd definitely be up for that. I think, I think it's a cracking episode and it, it reignited during the Matt Smith era when I watched it the first time, my love for Doctor Who definitely because i felt it was i wasn't losing the love but i was getting a bit fed up of the, the amount of stories that we were just going oh <laughs> to you know and this mm-hmm. one this one brings back the hooray and cheering oh, factor that just hang on they get worse stop <laughs> it kirby stop it <laughs> i'm going to 
doing now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that was prime Doctor Who viewing and is definitely one that should be shown to people who go, so Doctor Who, what's it all about? Because you've got Tom Baker in it as well. I mean, come on, what's not to love? Thank you, Demi. What did you think of it, Kirby? I absolutely adore this story. Uh, it It's just... It hit me as being one of the best uh, stories when I first saw it that uh, that morning. Was it morning? <laughs> Whatever time of day we, we watched it. I watched it again uh, later that day in a crowd of people, and it was just, it was great to see it with other fans. Like you said, Adam, you saw it with the crowd. Yep. Wow. And it was it was great. Uh, this it doesn't make sense. It's it's a science fiction fantasy TV show, but it's it's great. However, my favorite 50th anniversary uh, tribute is the Five Ish Doctors. Oh I yeah, that's cracking. It, yeah. it is it is better for just being a tribute to the show and the anniversary. Okay. I, I accept that. I don't agree with it, but I so you won't get any ass for that one, Kirby, because it is brilliant. Oh, are you are you done? Uh, uh, yeah, and um, you better sit down. I am. Okay, everybody, <laughs> I, I what, we've been what, we've uh, been. Mary yeah, right. Said. Thank you, thank you, Kirby. We've been blowing up the proverbial. Yeah, we can let Mary but, say do you <laughs> mind me finishing my piece? We've been blowing up the proverbial balloon uh, on this episode to give Mary the pin. Here we go. Well, I mean, I have to hand it to it. It is it's an anniversary show, so not a lot is expected except to entertain the devo- the already devoted fans. But I would never show this to a new person who doesn't know about Doctor Who because this is so chock full of references to things that the ongoing fans, you know, have always loved that I, a new person would be totally lost. Um, and, and, and Deb kind of says it, uh, that it... it the writing isn't great. Um, you know, the story is all over the place. Um, mm. But I think that, that everybody loves it for the very reason that it's a great anniversary show. And it it appeals to all the people who are already devoted to the show. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it doesn't hang together. Um, and and for for me, anyway, it would, when we say this is like the best of Matt Smith, I don't think it's the best of him, but it shows off all of his quirks and, and, and everything. And and a lot of things are going to ride on that from here on, which is why the show is going to get so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Matt Smith has shown us everything he can as the doctor. There's We talk about how having John Hurt in this brings – gravitas to the doctor you know and it needs it because between david tennant and matt smith i mean the two of them are are just like balls of fluff throughout this <laughs> whole story um and, and we do need an anchor like a, a john hurt but from here on out uh, there's going to be an attempt to try to bring some of that gravitas back and it's just gonna it's just gonna kill yeah. yeah, it's just going to kill because yeah, all these, you know, night of the doctor, day of the doctor, name of the doctor, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, the favorite pet of the doctor, whatever. It's Moffat. It's Moffat trying to keep cashing in on, you know, what made 
um, Matt Smith and David Tennant so popular. Um, and, and we see it here, but this is it. This is like a, like I said, a ball of fluff. It's just going to, you know, a balloon that's going to pop and it's all going to go downhill from here. Um, and yeah, I found it entertaining and a lot of things that I enjoyed, but at the end of it, it was like, I just ate a ball of cotton candy and what is there? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing. Um, except for John Hurt. So yeah, um, I don't mean to bring everybody down, but um, uh, to oh, me, this hurts. is the harbinger of the end. Oh. I, Matt Smith is already checking out um, when it comes to this. So, yeah, it's yeah, we're already being primed for 13. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes, but people are just so joyful watching this. You know, you don't want to say bad things about it, but but there really is nothing there. It's just no. like being a ball. I, I, I get that. Yeah, totally, totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it leaves you hungry for more, and, and there isn't any more. There isn't any more. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what I'm there, trying there not to look at. There are some good stories coming. Remind me. <laughs> there are some good stories coming. Oh, Strangers <laughs> Dune. Hang on, that's got to be a... Let's find an appropriate sound effect. There we go. Okay, right. So, um, Kirby, I'm not going to even bother asking you to read out your request for feedback. Is there anything going on on the feed? Nothing, is there? But on the feed, Debbie... Good segue. We've got... The only feedback is Ian. Yeah, so so as I just said to you, I'm not going to bother asking you. Um... We've got, uh, and so I'd like to reiterate what uh, Tim Drury said. Great fan TC con episode. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> oh, I forgot to play the trick. I, I watched a fan to a, a TC con video, but it was all about the him selling stuff. I didn't see any interviews. They won't, you won't Did see, you see them the yet. Clip where Tom goes, and that was really good for me or something because he was in the, he was at the end uh, of that's the joke. The, uh, there is a longer version I haven't edited yet, and there's going to be a shorter version ready for the announcement for the next year. And, uh, and, and well, there's a podcast. What? And, uh, Mary may not be aware that you released a podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. about. No, she thinks yeah. she's talking about the film. I haven't done, I haven't oh. done the, uh, the. There are videos, Mary, coming uh, to to okay. my YouTube channel of the okay. interviews. I want, I want to see interviews. Yes, and you all will that. see that. The videos will go out um, uh, when I okay. get them on there. Uh, yeah. But that, uh, for for listeners, those interviews um, are on uh, episode five seventy two. Or was it three? I can't remember. One of them ones. Quite yeah, and you, that confused me when I was uh, putting together the filling out the spreadsheet because hmm. I initially got them wrong. Um, right. So you didn't listen to the bit I said that I will be the one of the, the that will be a gap episode. So I'll never. Oh, I knew there was, that one of them was that one, but but you ordered them differently than I expected. Uh, well, I couldn't tell you how I was going to order them till I'd done them. Uh, exactly. Well, there you go. You're 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 the boss. You're you're the master. Oh, apparently so. As you put on TikTok, <laughs> I love that. Jeez. Apparently so. Uh, right. Yeah, so uh, as Kirby's feature doesn't a feature uh, because nobody actually answered his um, request for uh, feedback, we can just move on to the bog standard stuff that we normally do. Starting well, with a certain Mileses. We didn't get no, anything from nothing from the Mileses unless I'm very much mistaken. Oh, actually, no. I was I was doing the uh, the stuff coming through on the live feed, wasn't I? Uh, Lillian, Robin, I'm late too. Can tell your Miles. You're not late, don't worry. Oh, I've got something from Terry, so that's pretty good. Uh, and then Lillian Robin said, I listen, I've done that one. 
I listened to the Fancy Sea Con 1, 2, oh, Con 1 and then 2. Uh, and then I've looked into trying to get Clara's dress for cosplay, but it's a designer dress I can't afford. Terry Miles, happy birthday, Ian Chesterton. And then he says, 99 today. I'll have one of those uh, with a flake. Um, um, so will, uh, will Kirby read uh, Robert's? Oh, yes, he will. But I'm still continuing with the live feed stuff. Neil James says, hi, you beautiful souls. Uh, he must be think he's on a Tamla Motown podcast there. I don't know what's going on. And then uh, this episode was breathtaking. Thank you very much. That's the first time anybody's said that our podcast is breathtaking. That's got to be worth a ding. Uh, and then and Lillian Robbins starts flirting with Neil by saying, hi, Neil James. And then Neil James starts flirting with Lillian, saying, hi, Lillian. Um, I could put you in your own little chat room there, uh, Lillian and Neil, but... Uh, We'll carry on anyway. And then Terry Miles said, I sent feedback two weeks ago. Thanks, Terry. Right, in the meantime, uh, who's... Oh, Kirby's going to read out Robert's feedback. I've got to try and find out how to get back in time to find this email. And, and the thing is, just like, you know that I'm always listening to our previous uh, recordings of when we when we're doing all these... So I listened to 10 years ago this morning, and Robert wasn't quite this negative today at the doctor. He's right grumpy now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's tired. <laughs> okay, he says, I'm really struggling to stay awake. I'm going to have to bail on the podcast again. Shari, show Shari. <laughs> really hoping I can make it next week. Anyway, here's some thoughts on the 2013 special. Moffat's writing can really grate with me at times. He seems to want everything to come say. out sounding so clever and witty. He likes humor far too much. Did we really have to have the sonic screwdriver drivel when 10 and 11 meet? How old is Moffat? Two? <laughs> I did rather enjoy the interactions when all three doctors were there. John Hurt talking about the timey-wimey stuff was, was funny. Nice to see Moffat taking the proverbial out of the <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. What was that, a cat? Adam exploded, I think. <laughs> was it a cat? <laughs> Did you explode, Adam? No, I sneezed. <laughs> I have to go back and, and watch that on the video. Uh, John Hurt added so much to proceedings. He was the highlight for me. He actually made Moffat's writing more than it was, despite the other doctors giving it a red-hot go. I'm so annoyed, though, with the Zygons. They give them that stupid sneer and pointed teeth and have them snarling at the camera all the time. Oh, they're baddies. He makes them pantomime villains. They, they were baddies when we first saw them. I loved that they, <laughs> that they were I don't like the Capaldi ones, but anyway, we'll get to those. I, and he, Robert Conduzzi said, I don't like that. And it was two stories in one. We had a Zygon concern as well as Gallifrey. And he must he misspell Gallifrey. And the Time War stuff. The Zygon stuff seems superfluous, really. I wasn't convinced about the cooperation between the Zygons and humans, whereas it's designed to be a tense moment that we're supposed to be into, but to be frank, ooh, Betty. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Explain. I was just waiting to get back to the Gallifrey matter. Billy's back in front of sides. Not, that's <laughs> not that's pushing things too far. Which she now. seems to be struggling with for her dialogue. I do like the way that they managed to fit her in, being part of the device. I like how the doctors got out of the destruction plan so that the war doctor wasn't all that bad in the end. Only seems like he was. 
But John Hurt, thanks for doing Doctor Who. I'm glad he got to play the War Doctor again in the Big Finish audios, which I still haven't listened to. It's a shame his TV appearance was so limited, as he was good in the special. Just I add, I'm not happy with what they're doing with Davros. I don't mind a story with him, not in his life support chair, but, oh, by the way, this is spoilers, Debbie. That's fine, I know. I've seen all the spoilers. Not his life support chair, but to say that they're no longer portraying him in it is ridiculous. It's such a pathetic excuse. There are good people in wheelchairs, and there are bad people in wheelchairs, just like there are good people who wear suits and bad people who wear suits. To go ahead and say it's not to depict someone in a wheelchair as evil is just pathetic. For one, his chair is his life support system. This is, this is the kind of woke stuff that's just pathetic, absolutely pathetic, and the way RTD has carried on is pathetic, too. Oh dear, give him a chance. And and uh, I don't know if you saw what Nabil Shaban said, but he he had a good good response to all this as well, as he's actually disabled. So I right while you're there, while you're there, right? Post about it right. on um on the fa- on his Facebook page. Nabsil wrote a quite a good yeah. um yes. and have a look exactly. at it. Okay, yeah. while you're there in regards to this this subject, right, a lot of people who ended up in a wheelchair were were oh, able bodied before they ended up in a wheelchair. This is taking yeah. Davros back to before he ended up in a wheelchair. What's the bloody problem? It's ridiculous. No, no, what happened was, yeah, all of us thought, oh, we're just seeing him before he had his accident. Yes. Yeah, that's the problem what I mean. is because yeah. uh, RTD came on and said some things about it that he didn't look, that made it change canon. Don't think so. I think that's before before he had the accident. Well, yeah, it yeah. Is. It Every, is. Everyone it's else like has said canon is that it's before yes of course it is I thought it, from what I've seen I thought it was before his accident and also the, and I, I personally when I was a lot younger I thought he ended up in that chair because he'd given up so much of himself to make the Daleks exactly right. and also but, I um, too. Yeah. Yeah, but my, there are my, there my are big finished stories set before he ended up in the wheelchair and the same yeah, with my only problem with it is mm. that it should have been a, like a Mark II travel machine because I yeah. I think it's too early for a Mark III chair. I'll tell you what, when I end Very up in a, in a wheelchair, which will happen, unfortunately. Oh, but when I do, I'm having it designed like Davros. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to so just to appease the Americans, you'd have to call yourself Davros, wouldn't you? Uh, but anyway, uh, where, where did we get up to? We were doing some stuff, weren't we? I've sent Mary because uh, I found uh, the uh, feedback from the Marsers, and and I think I remember there being a mention that he, he named the feedback incorrectly uh, as the name of the Doctor and not the day of the Doctor, and that's why I couldn't find it. So I'm fairly sure this is the correct feedback. What I sent you, Mary. Okay, and he says, <clears throat> "Ah, the titles. They are the real titles." Very nice little Triumph motorcycle. Isn't that the doctor's one that climbs up the shard in London? (laughs) Those Daleks are very fragile. All you have to do is throw a wall at them and they break. (laughs) Ah, a sentient bomb, and it's a hot sentient bomb at that. She even admits it. (laughs) The inhaler. Hmm, that might be important at some point. That portal is a bit dangerous with all those low-flying fez. Reverse the polarity again. The doctor's doing that kissing thing again. (laughs) Look, the round things. I love the round things. What are the round things? I have no idea. 
That's quite an entrance throw. That's quite an entrance. Throw a Dalek at everyone. Who would want to retire and be the curator of a museum? Isn't that the real doctor as the curator? In quotes, who knows? Linda Ah. and Miles. By the way, you know the theory theory that that's the museum where that painting is because of the roundels on the wall. That's actually the curator's TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, I'd heard, I'd heard that as a theory. Back to the live feed. Uh, Terry Miles says, resent feedback, shorry, so shorry. Now, I, I, sorry. Um, I, he didn't need to resend it. I have the technology, Terry. Uh, oh, right, yes, we've got, so this is a bit where you can, um, hang on, where is, uh, just potentially make yourself a cup of tea. Well, good evening, 20 Midwell, Sandy Lenny. He says, it's just gone half five on Sunday night. I reckon four in the back of the sports pages. Well, the fourth one in the back of the office, I didn't read them, so beautiful reading is really wet. And um, yesterday, after the Men's Fellowship breakfast, I where we had a talk about the Korean Scout Jamboree, I did mining and I watched The Day of the Doctor. And what a belting story it was. In fact, there were two storylines in there, because you had the uh, Invasion of Earth by the... Uh, and I've gone completely blank as the name of the monsters. Oh, my God. Well, I'm definitely having a senior moment. He'll come to me in a moment. Um, and also you have these, the, the war doctor destroying Gallifrey, taking, you know, ending the time war, and how he did it or didn't do it and with the moment and things like that. So, and actually what was really good is about the way, of course, they, they fed into each other because they, they ran along side by side. Um, and I think that, that really did quite work well because it meant you, you, your interest kept going through the whole story. It was an hour 20, probably the longest Doctor episode in, well, probably since the TV movie. So um, from that point of view, it worked really well. I think this is the story of the invasion of Earth, very cleverly done with, um, the t- you know, the monsters, and I still can't remember their name. Oh, for goodness what? sake. The Zygons. Really I'm struggling. Um, <laughs> being hidden inside pictures and breaking out of the pictures in the Black Archive was very good, though never quite worked out why the uh, Gallifrey Falls No More picture was in there. I know that came from Elizabeth Etty. Yeah, I didn't quite... I, I, I must have missed something there. No doubt Kirby's saying yes, exactly what did. I should be doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll listen to that next week and you'll tell me. Um, but I thought that, that was that was very clever. And with the going back and down. And then, of course, that linked across to the, uh, the Doctor's sonic screwdrivers where they had the calculation to get the door open which was started by the war doctor continued by the uh oh my god 10th doctor and finished up by 11th doctor and of course it wasn't needed because the door was actually not locked and none of them actually thought to do that in there <laughs> i mean the bit with the the moral dilemma of the war doctor was was amazing you know, for doctor who episode who, moral dilemma you know, of the war doctor it, you know the sake of sanity but not in the name of the doctor as we found in the previous story I think it was very, very well done. It shows someone who has to, you know, commit genocide, but there's a greater good there, isn't there? I think you have to understand that. And yet at the end of it, he didn't do it. And, of course, you know, tragically, he'll never remember he didn't do it. And, of course, his uh, successors wouldn't remember that he didn't actually do it. Interesting point, then. Do they actually remember regenerating, given the fact this happened just before his regeneration? They get a memory jumble, don't they? Mm. Um. Is there, you know, have they never thought, well, I, I can't remember regenerating. I wonder, you know, how did he regenerate in the um, the timeline where he did destroy Gallifrey? 
and therefore that's the thing that presumably would be remembered because that's what the doctor remembered in the uh, the name of the doctor he said you know you didn't do you did not do it in the name of the doctor he remembers it happening although it didn't happen it's and does that mean does that mean the 11th doctor remembers the fact that gallifrey does exist it's it a lot of potential <laughs> contradictions, and I don't think they're all sorted out yet. I know some of them later are, so of course Gallifrey just come back. Um, but uh, now that's, I think that that's what worked really, really well with this story. You have two of them going simultaneously, and I say they were linked together. And what's great about you know this being an anniversary story, you know, you obviously had um, all the doctors, in it, literally all of the doctors in there, and you had. The little, lovely little hints of the past, you know, the 76 Totters Lane, the school with I Chesterton and W Cobra, things that wouldn't mean anything to a casual viewer, and therefore, yeah, they wouldn't take it. But, for the, you know, the fan would say, oh, it's a wonderful moment. The Doctor's uh, Osgood scarf. And Osgood herself, I'm sure, you know, there was a character in Unit called Osgood. Again, yes, Kirby's probably saying, no, yep. you idiot, it's this. That's what Kirby's here for, I suppose, isn't he? Um, and they, you know, just, they were just little touches all the way through the story to make an anniversary story, but also to make it a story in its own right. You know, it's far better than Silver Nemesis was. I think it did it much better than the two previous, you know, the three and five Doctors. And that's that's why it works so well. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week when we sit down and watch the first specials for the 60th anniversary. Well, yeah. But all in all, I thought this was a really good story, really entertaining I think it really set up the Doctor well for his regeneration. I think, you know, he, he knows it's going. And, of course, you know, the, the, what we're going to watch... What was it? Are we going to watch it next week? Or are we going to watch the three specials first? I don't know. But it, it gets everything set up. and You know there's a climax coming. There is something absolutely amazing going to be happening very soon. And from that point of view, until next time, I'll be seeing you. Yes, the interesting part... Of, thank you, Andy, uh, of the, the Doctor knows thank he's you, going is it's set up, if you think about it, set up, because three of the Doctors know they're going. Tenant's Doctor know he's, knows he's going. That's why he's there on his own with no companions. Um, the uh, Ward Doctor knows he's going because he regenerates during the episode. And the Eleventh Doctor knows he's going because he's, he's heard that the Thirteen Doctors were in that um, little you know, thing. So it's, a, it's, a, it's the end for all three of them, which I think is quite interesting in itself. Okay. Yeah, but we've still got to moan about the wigs at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah I never even noticed that. Until, oh, my God, uh, they were terrible, weren't they? just said it did i mention it yes you did yeah mm. but it, it was a, it was a moment where it's like did they just get a load of man a moment you keep mentioning this <laughs> moment it's very appropriate debbie talking about the moment the moment oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Can I just... hello to the rap podcast this is in kirk hello ian the Day of the Doctor by Stephen Moffat. Well, you've certainly come to the right place. <laughs> David Tennant was back for the 50th anniversary, and he will soon be back for the 60th. He's already. He's just been on a special scene for the Children in Need telethon, with a Davros before he what? needed a wheelchair. Although yeah. some think he deserves the chair. <laughs> I've lost yeah, count of how many times Billy Piper has returned. I suspect she might be back in 2024 with RTD's return. As she is the bad wolf, and that is the name of his studio, it might seem rude not to. Indeed. <laughs> the Gallifreyans have paintings that are bigger on the inside, partly because the story was filmed in 3D. It was shown in a limited number of cinemas. 
The war doctor was supposed to be an impossible choice, so it was always going to hurt. <laughs> In the end, he faked genocide. Was he wearing the ninth doctor's leather coat? Well, I yes. suppose the ninth was wearing his. This has Billy Piper, Tom Baker, a royal wedding, Kate Stewart, Osgood, and even Peter Capaldi's eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> a wonderful anniversary story. Yes. Bye for now. Thank you. Um, Mary, were you just Mary, to say you, were, you were just about to say something. I just want to say something that is probably going to be very unpopular. Uh-oh. But um, Ingrid Oliver, I do not like her. I do not like her uh, being as good as Wald, whatever. Um, and it, it continues on into her big finish work where I can never distinguish her voice from anybody else's. She's She's got such a plain sounding voice and I don't think she acts very well. So to me, she kind of brings everything down whenever she's in a scene. Fair there, enough. I've said it. I, 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 I won't disagree That's with that. That's fine. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't mind that, that particular comment. don't I 100% agree with it. But I, before so, we move so, on to... So, you know, what? you know what? why we're here. Hmm. You know what would be a great uh, rock band name? Mm-hmm, here we go. Capaldi's Eyebrows. Sorry? Capaldi's Eyebrows. Okay, right then. Um, before we move on to the next segment of the show, I'm just going to check what's coming Kirby through on the live feed. We've got stuff coming through on the live feed. Lily and really? Robin, Sergeant Osgood was in the Damons. There you go, yep. Yeah. So, uh, the next section of the show, what we're going to do before what we move on to... me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, is... <laughs> Oh, and there was something else, wasn't there? Oh, the news and stuff like that. The next segment of the show, well, because Kirby, you you got very excited this afternoon and sent me a thing that, that we were mentioned in uh, 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 some yes. post of being one of the top 20 Doctor Who podcasts. There's probably only... Did you tw- update the information so, there? Considering was- was, no, because you can't. You, you can't access that particular thing and that update. Yes, I would have done it if I could, but I couldn't. So, no, I haven't. Um... But, uh, yes, you're right. It is nice to be in a, a, a list of so highly, uh, especially when there's only 19 Doctor Who podcasts in existence at the moment. Oh, it's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, gosh, that is yeah, a, lot really those, a lot of those. A lot of those. The thing is, all yes. we do most of the time is tell Kirby to shut up. No, no, no. It's, it's, it, there's hundreds of Doctor Who podcasts. So, yes, it is quite nice to be in that, mentioned in such a post. Yes, yeah, sorry, Kirby. I believe that you can you create an account and then you can change right, it. Kirby, it I haven't change. got time to do that. If you feel the need to uh, do that, because I know you're sometimes a bit pedantic, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, having said that, there has been a release of a, a top ten um, Doctor Who stories, and I can now reveal it as follows. Yes, this is the Doctor Who magazine's top ten list in full, with number ten being Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. Uh, and number nine, Remembrance of the Daleks. That's the Sylvester McCoy story, obviously. Number eight, that City of... Don't interrupt my top ten. Um, number eight, City of Death, uh, Tom Baker, of course. Number seven, Human Nature, Family of Blood, David Tennant. Number six, Blink, David Tennant. Number five, Day of the Doctor, Matt Smith, stroke David Tennant, stroke John Hurt. Number four, Caves of Androzani, Peter Davison. Number three, Genesis of the Daleks, very topical yeah. at the moment with the, yeah. the little mini, Tom Baker. Number two, World, Enough and Time and the Doctor Falls, Peter Capaldi. No. Not sure about that one. 
But number one, Heaven Sent, Peter Capaldi. Well, okay, it's, it, it got slated. I love it. I've heard people slate that one, so I'm surprised it's so high up, but somebody likes it. That was quite good, wasn't it? Why was that number one? Because it got voted number one. So people that could be bothered to vote in uh, voted that as number one. I don't think it's as bad as you as you lot say it is. I quite enjoyed Heaven Yeah, but number one out of every single yeah, episode of Doctor Who. In Doctor Who magazine, so it has gravitas. Sorry, City of Death. City of Death is, is good, but it didn't have my favourite, of course, Pirate Planet. So... There you go. What can I say? Case Zanzani's in there. It's got some good. Certainly, every one of those stories could ha, has got. My dad's um, favourite. What I would say is quite good. And this is what I say. There's three pieces of Capaldi's in there, so it's not all bad from here to the end of the Capaldi era, which starts very soon here on the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Right then. Uh, there's a bit of an exclusive coming up. If I can find the appropriate. Uh, you know, yeah. you can talk about the children in need stuff. I'm doing that in a minute, Debbie. Stop it. rushing me. It's like having Kirby on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. So, uh, as I says, FantasyCon was um, very successful. Thanks partly to everybody who turned up and helped, especially you, Debbie and Tom. Anybody actually came along as a volunteer and helped Thank on you. the day. Um, it was a great time. I'm sorry I haven't spoken to you, and I'm still going to Oh, go, yes, please, please do so. <laughs> I know you didn't move much, and you missed out on Bob. I have your Bob picture here. Thank you. I've got your T-shirts as well, but it has, I have literally, I came home and the next morning I woke look, up. Debbie. Like Debbie look, Debbie. Look, look, Debbie, look. See, look. Oh, wow. It, it, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, wow. She, I went, she signed that in the hotel. I'm not watching the, the <laughs> She signed that picture. She, I, I, when I picked her up at the hotel the next day to take her back to the ferry, I said, can you sign this for Debbie? She said, yes, of course. Because yeah, when I went to, I, I finally got away and and went round to to see her, and she'd gone. And, and on the other like, side is a picture of Michael Jaston signed by Michael Jaston. So that's yours <laughs> when you when you can uh, when I see you and I've got it and you know what I mean. Um, I was going to say get something. My people to talk to your people, love. Okay, so um, yeah, so you missed out on a few bits and bobs, didn't you? Because uh, by the time you got out of your the, your little prison, I mean uh, area where you were the Doctor playing, Who um, area, Gabrielle yes, had gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. I thought we with having Tom there that would would enable you um, and Tom to sort of what, have well, a, did, a bit of a wonder from a little bit, but I was mainly corralling Isla and, and uh... helping her. So if I did get away, it was to go and see something she wanted to show me. She um, hugged someone, yeah. didn't she? Sorry? Isla. Somebody got a hug from Isla, which is... Melina like... got a hug from Isla. Well, that's that understandable. Like well, she get a hug from anyone, that woman. Um, right, so, uh, yes, yeah, so thanks, everybody. Uh, so I hope, you, I hope you thought it was quite good, because um, there was quite a lot of people there to, that, that said it was quite good and didn't it, say it was anything brilliant. otherwise. It, was, so, yeah. it was really good, but the only quibble we had was when we turned up, we didn't know where to go. There's a map. Yes, but when we turned up to help, before everybody else turned up, it mm. was like we ended up wandering into the leisure centre. <laughs> There's a um, there was a TARDIS there as well, which is quite a good indicator as where where um, <laughs> the Doctor Who zone was going to be. Anyway, right. So uh, Doctor, uh, sorry, Fantasy Con news. Right. So uh, the, well, obviously we're going to do it again next year. So it's going to be on the 19th of October, Medina Leisure Centre, and this is a clue as to somebody who's coming along. Hi, this is Fraser Hines, and you're listening to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Um, 
because it's not because it's not been announced yet. Um, because lucky enough, having having the the Howes there, who uh, whose best friend happens to be. Hi, this is Fraser Hines, and you're listening to the Twenty Megabyte <laughs> Doctor Who podcast. Um, uh, managed to book him through them. So yes, yeah, so that's uh, a very that's an exclusive. That's an exclusive. Oh, that's amazing. Although I did tell Judith, um, in and everybody has actually heard of this. Especially Roy got exceptionally excited um, at the prospect of. Um, Hi, this is Fraser Hines, and you're listening to the Twenty Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Happening at the Richard event. Richard was yeah. supposed to be at uh, Chicago Tardis, but he had to cancel. Uh, are you trying to say he's going to cancel ours? You may saying might. what? I, 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 I was just wondering if she's saying that he might cancel coming to. No, 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 no. He he just cancelled Chicago Tardis. I guess he had a conflict. Uh, maybe he had to do that that thing has anybody seen any of those things on the iPlayer the little sort of flashback things uh, starring actors of old including Wedding Padbury and um, yes, Fraser Hines yes. Yeah. you've seen them I haven't seen the old yeah. episodes I just watched the scenes that the, the, the new scenes I haven't watched them all yet to be fair um, but it's really quite cool to see them all in there uh, it's doing amazing it yeah. is yeah. I think the best word I came up with was it's charming it is charming it, yes yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I love those and I, I've watched one of the full stories as well so uh there's a few other bits and bobs that um we're trying to organize for for next year as well especially trying to bring people that that were really really good you gotta get back speaking again, of bits yeah. and bobs mm-hmm. you get bob again no like i said that's not the sort of thing we don't personally i, I don't feel comfortable inviting the same people jokes, back though. all right um two years running uh, I, I think we might bring the house back because they'll be travelling. They'll be bringing a certain person with them, so that kills two or three thirds one stone. But uh, the house are sort of fall into the writing, the writers' departments is different from yes, yeah, actors, yeah. so it's a different sort of uh, shell of uh, fish. Is that a word? No, cash of fish. No, shell of fish. Oh, whatever. Something of fish. Uh, Terry Miles says that music was too loud. Could we could only just hear you listen to the podcast? I have a microphone here specially for it, where you will indeed be able to hear me. I'll do better interviews next time. This, this live feed is only is only a um, uh, what they call it, uh, um, uh, uh, an Eastergery special thing I do just for the five people be, be <laughs> watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Listen to the show. Uh, right. Um, so yes, that's great news, isn't it? And the next thing we're going to talk about very oh, briefly yeah, is the what? Apollo. Get off my computer. Thank you. I thought there was something Sorry. happening with NASA then for a minute. Um, yeah. So on Children Need on Friday night, um, the they went back to the old days of Children Need's relationship with Doctor Who, where they actually did something really, really good. Yeah, what, what they've done in in the in the gap in between is just do little snippets of what's coming up but this was a special episode put together for children in need which bridges the gap which is we, we can see this is what always used to happen with rtd that we get the you know the behind the scenes stuff which there is a behind the scenes section as well which they showed uh on children in need later in the evening yeah, um, that's, that's where the controversy occurred i don't care um so <laughs> yes so uh, just to spoil anybody who's uh, not seen it, uh, well, I'll this watch is an opportunity. it when I'm baking after this. this is not, if you're watching the live feed, then you've got no chance. You'll have to just listen to what I'm saying. But if you if you want if you listen to the podcast, you need, may want to skip forward a minute or two. Um, and that is basically that uh, there's a 
a ship where Davros, who's walking around because he hasn't been blown to smithereens. Shut Davros, up! I'm, to, I'm going to say it's. No, if I say it's a ship, we're going to say it's a ship. Um, and uh, he, he's got a little. He, they haven't quite decided on the name of of this this creature yet. And uh, so. Well, that's evolved from the car. Yeah. So they come up with various anagrams that aren't Dalek, obviously, and uh, Davros doesn't really like them. Don't forget that the Dalek has like a special shooting yes, weapon. A, a, a high tech grabber, which is really quite cool. De- Debbie, they, Debbie, uh, yeah. Davros calls it a Mark III travel machine. I don't oh, care. Cool. But anyway, um, so Davros wanders off to another part of the. Of the wherever they are, base or whatnot, uh, and the TARDIS smashes through into it and lands up, and of course the the, uh, the 14th Doctor gets out, and he's obviously only just regenerated, he's caught up, he says, that, uh, was how long was it ago? That he an was hour a, ago. Um, pardon? He says an hour ago. An hour ago, so, so he's, this is his first thing he's done as the 14th Doctor has crashed into this Dalek ship, and then there's this comedy scene about um, every time he, he says, oh it's a Dalek, oh that sounds good, so he writes it down and and then he realizes that oh, is this not this is Genesis of the Daleks? Oh, so he and, names the Daleks. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, I haven't been here. I haven't been here. Anyway, so he, he smashed this special high tech hand off the Dalek and goes back into the TARDIS and gives the sucker. And uh, Davros then comes back in after the Doctor disappears and says, "Oh, actually, I quite like that." Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's quite it's quite a charming little piece, and it's a proper little mini pod rather than a, a little a snippet of what's coming up so i, I quite enjoyed that and um i think it was it um was it julian what's his name who plays davros who actually plays davros yes, julian bleach plays uh yeah. davros yeah i thought it was and, and also you can hear niter's voice on the uh intercom okay oh, yeah but oh, yeah. You, oh that was quite i didn't hear that bit but well done kirby for spotting that so that falls... i didn't spot it. it it was uh one of our listeners Cool. Um, so that falls to the listener. Yeah, that falls into oh. the into the umbrella of Doctor Who news, which I'm just doing now. Oh, um, can I say something? You don't normally bother <laughs> asking. Yeah, it's, it's 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 very interesting. I uh, was talking with with uh, Fred this morning, and I don't know how we got around to talking about that little uh, short that I put together in January of 2018. Uh, where I, it's on my YouTube channel. It's called Doctor Who Etheric Beam Locators, just as the Genesis of the Daleks and Curse of Fatal Death. And in it, I show a little scene from Genesis of the Daleks where uh, the Doctor, the Fourth Doctor, has in his pocket something called an Etheric Beam Locator. And then in Curse of Fatal Death, when the Master shows up with his Dalek bumps at the end, he calls them uh, etheric beam locators. I had a co- comment put on my YouTube four years ago from someone named Paul Android, and he said, maybe when the doctor introduced etheric beam locators to the Khaleds, they were able to reverse engineer them and incorporate them into their Dalek casings. So not only did he avert their genesis in that story, but he also significantly advanced their technology. <laughs> Which... And I just commented this morning, four years after this comment, we find out in the Children of Need special just before the 60th, the Doctor also gave the Daleks their name and the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cool. Uh, right then, for, for the benefit of Terry Mars, who I must have upset by um, playing the music too loud, should we listen to the podcast, though? 
This is a repeat of the top ten without the background music, and I'll do it as quickly as I can. Number ten, Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. Number nine, Remembrance of the Daleks. Number eight, City of Death. Number seven, Human Nature, Family of Blood. Number six, Blink. Number five, Day of the Doctor. Number four, Caves of Androzanim. Number three, Genesis of the Daleks. Number two, World, Enough and Time, Doctor Falls. And number one, Heaven Sent. So there you go. I did that very quickly, didn't I? The only ones on that list that I disagree with are World of Nap and Time and Dr. Oh, well, Falls. there you go. You'll live with it, Kirby. All right, then. So, Doctor Who News. Um, the classic Doctor Who is now streaming on uh, on Tubi. Uh, viewers in the United States and Canada can, from today, which is the uh, Thursday, the 16th of Ooh, November, nice. stream it, over 600... Now, it's been, oh, one thing, geez. though, it's been pulled off of the other places that we could watch it, but it does have an advantage... And Tubi allows you to pick the story, whereas it, when it used to be on Pluto TV, they were just throwing out a story and you just, yeah, watch you just have to watch what's on. Yeah. But this is Tubi is on demand, so you can pick whatever. Well, that's and nice. Yeah. You get ads, obviously, uh, whereas on BritBox you don't get ads. Yeah, it's on on YouTube though, don't you? Daleks in color first look. Uh, the BBC <laughs> has re- and they cocked up the color of um, Barbara's top i think i believe it wasn't pink yes, or blue that, as well. that's been pointed out <laughs> anyway, um yeah the bbc has released images from the colorized version of the second oh that's on soon isn't it on bbc4 yes, yeah must it's remember to record that um yeah uh, to be screened on uh, bbc4 on 23rd of november 2023 um so must record that debbie if i don't it's you're you're in trouble okay just let you know well, I'll yeah, record I... it then. I do not know if that's going to be available here uh, with the Disney Plus thing, though. I, somehow I doubt it. It shouldn't be. It's a, it's a British program. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who press launch. Um, the BBC has published images taken from the press launch of uh, three upcoming specials starring David Tennant as the 14th Doctor. The, uh, the launch took place at the refurbished Battersea Power Station. Cool. Uh, on the south bank of London's well, River Thames. Really, yeah. Uh, the former power station was left as a ruin in the 1964 story, Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yes. Uh, and I think it featured in Logopolis. It was used to convert them all into Cybermen as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but the, yes. Yeah. But in this time zone, it's been repurposed as an entertainment and housing centre for high-end apartments for sale. The screening... And it's got this really... Master. It's got this really cool attraction inside of it that uh, Tim Drury. Oh, I'm not playing it again, so I haven't got the window open. Tim Drury's <laughs> mansion. There you go. A month or two ago, he visited. They inside one of those chimneys. Oh yes, he shared some wonderful pictures, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, they put a glass elevator. So basically, follow Tim Drury on Facebook, and you get to see them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they put a glass elevator inside one photo. of those uh, chimneys that goes up and it pops out the top of the chimney. Yeah. Well, like, it stays there for several minutes so you can look all around. Oh, cool. That now, good. Uh, I, I hate to say this about Tim's video. His video goes sideways at one point. Oh, dear Tim. But I, what, like the great glass elevator does anyway? Tim. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, I went on... Uh, YouTube VR with my Oculus and found someone else went up in that elevator and I was able to w- see the whole experience in 360, which is really cool. Oh, cool. Thank you very much. You might want to share that one on uh, on 
some platform. Uh, oh yeah, you can it. actually watch the 360s on uh, on regular YouTube. Okay, are you not as they, they not shareable uh, on, on yes, a platform? Yes, they, they are shareable. You just have to use a mouse. What? You have to use a mouse to look around. God's sake. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so the three was attended by many, many cast and crew of the three specials made by Bell Bad Wolf for the BBC uh, and for Disney Plus. The event was attended by several stars uh, from the classic series of Doctor Who, including Doctors Six and Seven, Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy, Caroline Ford, who played the Doctor's granddaughter Susan in the first series of Doctor Who, was there along with Wendy Padbury, Janet Fielding, Nicola Bryant, and Sophie Aldrin. Uh, the first of the three specials will be shown on BBC One on Saturday, the twenty-fifth of November. November, with the following two specials being seen over the following two weeks. Specials are... I can't are, wait. What? Less than I a can't week. Wait, you said. And I will be at Chicago TARDIS where they're going to show it on Saturday. How so cool is that? Yeah. With a bunch of people. And then... Oh, so what dates... You're lucky. So what dates that then, Mary, that two are going to be doing that? On on the day of the... What, the 25th? Yeah. They're going to show it hmm. Saturday evening. Well, that's quite so good then. So by the by the time you get to the to the twenty sixth, we'll be having to play this. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> be here on the twenty sixth. Um, that, yeah. That's the question: Are we going to be uh, talking about anything on the twenty sixth? If you go to a Doctor Who, yeah, we'll be talking about it. Not not doing a synopsis. Like we talking well, about we it. We are huh? recording next week. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Can I do that one in a minute? I'm just a little doing okay. the news. Uh, yeah, so the, if you go to DoctorWhoNews.net, there's some cool um, press shots of various uh, Doctor Who icons, um, including Nicola Bryant and Janet Fielding and Caroline Ford and who else we got here? Oh, Sophie Aldrin. Um, yeah, so really quite nice pictures, BBC pictures. Right then, next bit of news is Nicola Coughlin, the gorgeous Nicola Coughlin. Um, from Derry Girls and uh, Bridgerton is joining Doctor Who. It says Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin, Coughlin sorry, is set to trade the ballroom for the TARDIS as she joins the cast of Doctor Who. The Galway-born actress has made a huge impact in film and television, having starred in roles such as Claire Devlin in the award-winning drama comedy Derry Girls and Penelope Girls. Featherington in the Regency-era international sensation Bridgerton. Um, so fab, she's gorgeous. Um, and and it talks about the children these special and um, and other bits and bobs like uh, the Doctor Who themed edition of Bargain Hunt will be screened on the uh, 60th anniversary of the series. The daytime antique show presented by Eric Knowles will be shown at 12:15 p.m. on the 23rd of November. That's on BBC. still going. I didn't know Bargain Hunt was yeah, still, still going. It's a daytime show. Doctor Who magazine issue 597 available at whoone.co.uk. Is um, as uh, the fourteenth Doctor <laughs> and Donna on the cover, along with some strange big-eyed creature and that bloke from the Smurf film. Um, <laughs> uh, Doctor Who: Sixty Moments in Time through Martha's sixtieth anniversary of Doctor Who. The makers of Doctor Who magazine are publishing Sixty Moments in Time, a special publication marking the series anniversary. Over has, the course of sixty, share that he's got a copy of that. Who has? The day. Who? I think Tim shared on his page oh, cool. that he Tim drew his med drawn. I'm not that saying he, that again. Um, He's got that already as well. Uh, it'd be funny if they talk about Tim Drury's mention. That say we um, talked about the the music that accompanies Tim Drury's mention. It would be Tim Drury's mention. Tim Drury's mention. Tim Drury's mention. Wouldn't it? That'd be a double on that one. 
Anyway, moving, moving on. That got interrupted. Anyway, uh, and then that goes back to the stuff I talked about last week, the children of the circus and stuff like that. So quite a lot of Doctor Who news this week. I'm presuming there'll be quite yeah, a lot. Remember those weeks week. that there was nothing? Yeah, it was a, it was a dry wasteland for mm-hmm. a while, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. A, a dry wasteland? Dry wasteland, yeah. Dry I suppose that is a saying, yes. Yeah. Uh, in answer to your question about an next... wasteland, there you go. Next week, Kirby, uh, is the 26th of November, and I have not got anything in the diary other than nothing. So, yes, I, if things go to plan, and you don't like tempting fate, we are scheduled to record next week. We'll be talking about Time of the Doctor and possibly the oh, uh, Jesus Christ. new news story. <laughs> Right, yeah. I'm talking... still, for, I'm still all for reviewing the news stories when they come out. Oh, tough. We haven't done it. For, like do we haven't done it for the last two. Yeah, um, the we too. haven't done it for the last two Whitaker stories. So I'm, I'm sticking to what we're going to do is review the but synopsis. This is important. Why? This is the 60th oh, anniversary. Be quiet. We will do it. Stop it. But not like that. Right, let me speak. Okay. Right. So we're going to do uh, the uh, time of the Doctor in the normal um, format. So we're going to, you know, brief. Remember, did you send Kirby the word brief? Uh, the meaning of. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then we'll talk about, as in just have a chat about the 60th anniversary special, uh, not in a sort of synopsis scenario. We can say, oh, I like that bit, or I did like that bit, or we didn't like that bit. We can play the dead, dead, dead for Mary, who but didn't like any of it. And if Mary liked any of it, we can go, hallelujah. We're just going to have a chat about it. We're not going to talk about the, how the story was. Because most people who have, you know, who'd be listening to it, who want to listen to it, would probably have already just seen it. So you don't necessarily have to synopsize a thing that's just been on. So the synopsis will come in the journey later on when we actually talk about the story. Because well, by then people will have forgot it. You can still wax lyrical about it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Can I have the, a chat the, about the, it? The thing is, is that it is the uh, first of the 60th anniversary specials. Yes. And we did do the 50th anniversary special immediately after the 50th anniversary. And uh, also, there was a reason that we stopped doing Whitaker ones. And we were doing Whitakers for a while, but Flux was horrible. What? (laughs) We stopped. We we did all of them up until Revolution of the Daleks, and then we haven't done... We didn't do Flux or any of the ones after. (laughs) Listeners, he's actually talking about Flux, um, because we did a terrible attempt at doing a Northern accent. Yes. We did do Power of the Doctor. I don't care. Mary, help! We're not going to just watch it and nip through it like yeah. we did, but we can talk about it as much you, as we you, like. you described it perfectly yourself. You said wax lyrical. That's what we're going to do. No yeah, stress. No horrible, pressure. No, well, it'll only be horrible when we're Mary's gonna, department. We're that's her. Limited. We're not going to be limited to just, you know, like a quick little comment. We can no, have, we're we're a, we have a chat about it. Let's see, we'll have a debate. We'll have a debate about it without talking about the synopsis. That's what I'm saying. We're not going to try and watch it because Kirby will make the podcast go on for four hours. (laughs) We're old. old. Um, (laughs) How many times do you expect me to watch it by the uh, night that night? (laughs) Four. Four times before we I'm now going to have to turn the telly on to remind myself of what I've watched this week. And there's been quite a lot of it, see. Stuff that you won't be interested in. I nearly got cramped then. I need to remember to um, write down, write down what, you, what you watch. I, watch some they, I only remember different. one thing. Okay, so this is what I've been watching on telly. 
When did we last record? Was it last week? Hello, anybody there? Yeah, yeah. what? Did we do Hello. it last week? Or was it the week before? The week before, wasn't it? I say the right. week before. So this is what I've been watching over the last couple of weeks. On Initially on Sky, because I've got to flip through the other bits. Uh, I'll talk about Paramount Plus, a little bit of uh, uh, Picard Series 3. I haven't, I've sort of stopped again. I will go back to it. Uh, Survivor, uh, which is a cracking show. It's only on the weekends on BBC One. Uh, Mars Singer, I haven't watched that yet. That's a Christmas special. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing, of course. Uh, children need fast-forwarding to watch the Doctor Who stuff. Uh, although there are some other bits and bobs that are quite charming on it as well. Um... Well, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, Big Brother, which is now finished. Uh, Tipping Point. Always watch Tipping Point. I, I record it and watch it at my leisure. There's a new series of Discovering Film on, uh, which you... Uh, do you get Sky Arts over in the United States there? No, no. we do not. Well, no. you know, you say you, you were watching that Portrait Artist of the Year, weren't you? Uh, yeah, but that's because they've, they've, they've sold some of the episodes or some of the uh, seasons of it okay. to uh, Prime Video. Well, if they sell the series uh, Discovering Film, uh, keep a look out for it because there's 16 series of it. And uh, 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 series 16 started with Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and I haven't watched the Jamie Foxx one yet, but uh, it's basically about film stars and it's it's a little talks about their career in film and acting and whatnot and it's really really one of my favorite shows on telly so uh, in the uk you can see that on sky arts uh what else oh yeah there was a, a brilliant series on bbc2 about uh, william shakespeare what i i accidentally started up netflix and it was playing something sorry you didn't have to tell me that did you just, anyway, didn't um, you hear it no um yeah so bbc2 there's a there's a like a docudrama series about william shakespeare's life absolutely brilliantly done uh married at first sight uh, uk came to an end i uh, just about to start watching married at first sight new zealand real man hunter has started on sky mix um what else we got on this oh the inside mns which is a company i work for there's a documentary series about uh the inside mns uh, a little bit of graham norton's show uh beatles night on bbc two a few weeks ago managed to catch up with that and uh, fleetwood mac night uh, which was a week before that and that essentially covers all the stuff on bog standard telly on um Netflix have been watched. The, sorry, I watched the, the Beckham dra- um, documentary series, which was fab. Uh, Deb tried to watch the, uh, the Stallone one, which was apparently not so good. I think it's called Sly. Um, I haven't tried because Deb said it was rubbish, and she's quite a good dra- judge on whether a, a docu series is is good or not. I've left that one on the back burner for a bit. And the Robbie Williams docu series, uh, documentary series, absolutely brilliant again. Uh, so. The, I know I've missed something, but have actually watched quite a lot of stuff uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, uh, because I haven't had to do uh, arrange any conventions or anything. Uh, so I've had a bit of time and um, I've actually managed to get through all my wedding work to a certain degree as well. So it's been nice to be able to watch some telly, although we've got um, cinema tickets, which haven't been in cinema for months. We'll be paying for Cineworld <laughs> tickets for that. But we do intend to go back to the cinema. Oh, I don't know what to say. I watched the Barbie film. Oh, that was ages ago, wasn't it? Debbie, what have you been watching? You've been watching, watching Bits and Bobby. You've been yeah, up, I've been, in, I've in been Ill Bill. Yeah, poorly. So, yeah, I've been actually mainly listening to podcasts. Um, uh, basically, I'm really into Uncanny which uh, is a podcast I've listened to for a while uh, about um, people's real-life ghost stories and your team sceptic or team believer. 
and they came and just before Halloween um, there were three episodes on BBC the BBC did them um, for Halloween and they were beautifully done and I've got the book as well and it's just become quite an obsession I have my own stories and I've been reminiscing with my sisters about things that happened when we were kids and it's got us talking again because we haven't read for a while so now we're, we're talking so that was good and uh, Scarred for Life, uh, Tim Tim Drury mentioned. Um, Tim Drury's <laughs> mentioned. He he was talking about it on his page the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I went back and revisited it, and it's all about um, basically you have three a star every week, and this latest one is the guy who plays Garth Marenghi, who is my absolute hero. I love him, and um, it, you have to have three scars that were from your childhood that scarred you for life and got me thinking what mine would be and I think I'd make a whole series of things and his his, his uh, main things were the um, uh, the public safety information film you know, videos we had uh, we had on TV when when it was the cold second cold war and obviously I grew up in the middle of that you know not knowing if we were going to hear an air raid siren or not and things like that and I, I thought it was quite poignant as well because it, it did bring back a lot of memories of being small. Um, Netflix has definitely been my saviour. I've been watching the How to Be series on um, on Netflix, narrated by Peter Dinklage, obviously he played Tyrion in Game of Thrones. And it, it, the latest one is How to Be a Mob Boss, and it's like six episodes about the his, you know a certain mob boss and the playbook and how you should do it right and how they did it wrong and things like that they also do it with how to be a cult leader and how to be a uh, you know like Sam Hussein things like that and that they're really good they're really factual and really good to listen to and done the Harry Potter films again with yeah Deb's been watching over and over, and over again uh, we, Tom and I did the Two Towers Extended over the last two nights, which was fantastic. Just sat there with a glass of wine and watching watching them in front of the fire. It's been brilliant. And uh, last but not least, because I've watched loads of stuff, really, um, History's Biggest Fibs with Lucy Worsley on iPlayer is Ooh. just fantastic. Oh, I might have to watch that one. I like her. her. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Debbie. Uh, Gabby, what have you been watching then? Uh, the only thing I can remember is uh continuing with ahsoka with uh watching that on friday oh, that was brilliant i loved ahsoka yeah watching it with the geek daughter uh on friday nights we had trouble meeting up so we could only watch two episodes so we have two left that we'll finish up this coming this coming friday is that like your your you know your, you say your deep geek daughter of which of course you have said over many years uh, the the geek daughter thing um, is that like her, her time lord name it's like because you have the doctor well I've always referred to her as that the because she's, she's the geek of the three <laughs> she's the geekiest well Isabella's um, my geekiest daughter but I don't think I'd actually call her the geek daughter even though she is to be fair we should near that did she that's very thin that was a <laughs> So that that's the only thing I can remember. Uh, I've just been checking to see what I was checking on Netflix to see was uh, Dairy Girls is available there. So I will probably start watching it. I've never seen her, but I just think that the actress or I referred it to sounds is interesting. So beautiful. She's so beautiful. And, I love her uh, accent. I just went. I just put uh, Tubi on my phone and checked out to see what sorts of things are there. Looks like everything. Is there that should be? Do you have uh, to pay a subscription for that, Kirby? No. Oh, cool. No, these are going to have uh, commercials, but they have got things like Power of the Daleks, the animated one, which is good. Good. 
So I'm looking forward to, even though I have BritBox, I'm going to look at some of these things. <laughs> right, I was thinking of, um, because um, we haven't got Ben to, to create random theme tunes and stuff, uh, at the moment uh, I might have to start mm-hmm, negotiating mm-hmm. his return because um, we're still not getting anything from Alan T. Butcher. So I feel that maybe um, I'm missing Ben's, um, so I'll be so say it politely, silliness. Um, right then, so I, I thought I thought Ben just wasn't available because uh, if you asked him nicely enough, on Facebook doing a lot of political events, so he was just mm, might be a busy guy. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I told you a few weeks ago that he contacted me and said he was going to try, but he's just busy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's thinking. At least he didn't say no, did he? I mean, yeah. Get, I'm, oh I'm wow! Get even even the symptoms. animated faceless ones is available on Tubi. Splendid. Thank you for that, Kirby. I haven't seen that one, by the way. Okay, so I'm gonna. This is the theme tune I've, I'm gonna temporarily do for uh, Mary this week. Wow, my own musical. Nice. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Especially since it's called Oh Well. Carry on. <laughs> um, well, on TV, uh, you know, as always, I'm watching basketball. Um, and I've been following the, the Great British British Bake Off. Me too. Um, I forgot to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Debbie, I think Debbie watches that one too. So do I. Um, yeah, and still following along on Portrait Artist of the Year, and I'm on season four. Wow. Um, and and what I noticed is that Prime uh, Video only has up to season seven, so unless things change, you know, I'm never going to get up to the current ones that, oh, you, that you're watching. That's a shame. Uh, and they also have Portrait, uh, not Portrait, um, Landscape Artist of the Year, so when I run out of Portrait Artists, I'll probably turn and start watching those. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like those. Um, mostly I've been reading and reading books. Uh, the one I'm kind of deeply into right now is uh, the biography of John Adams. Uh, really thick. If a book is like three or more inches thick, I'm on. I'm on it. I, want, I like to read those kind of books. Um, and, I, and I love reading about reading what people wrote at the time they experienced things. Um, you Brits probably don't know John Adams, uh, I believe, was our second president. Um, and he was one of the prime movers and shakers to write the Declaration of Independence and, and the new Constitution. And he was one of the founding fathers that got our, our country going. So it's just really fascinating because he wrote about everything. So you get a good feel for like what what the country was like, what the people were like at that time, um, you know, where everything was happening and, and even the description of the other um, people that have become famous to Americans because they're our founding fathers. Some of his descriptions of them are just really fun to read. Um, so I'm really getting immersed in that or have been actually. Um, in terms of Big Finish, um, I'm right now involved in this series called Once in Future. Um, It's a whole series of stories involving all the classic and some of the new doctors. 
uh, this is their 60th anniversary, you know, big thing. And the stories have been really uneven. You know, some have been really nice and fun and some have been like totally confusing and I have no clue what's going on. Um, so I'm down to the last one that has been released, which is called The Union. And then apparently they're going to do another one, but it's going to be like a year from now. So I don't know what that's all about. And there is some... Um, kerfuffle going on in the big Finnish world because I think next year their contract to renew all the stuff that the BBC has been allowing them to do is supposed to change now and the anticipation is that because the BBC is now involved in this whole new um, you know revival of Doctor Who with uh, Russell T Davies that many of the things um, that they've been allowed to do they may find more restricted because Russell T. Davies seems to be wanting to ex claim rights to things that, um, you know, like the classic doctor things. Um, and, but, but, but um, there may be more involvement in the new one with the eighth doctor um, and his companions because take, uh, because Disney plus is involved. Um, they, all the other, um, I guess, copyrights and all that are going to kind of fall to this wayside because Disney Disney is such a powerhouse that they can, you know, buy into any deal and do anything. So so we don't know what's going to happen big finish wise, um, you know, what the new restrictions or new permissions are going to be. But uh, I hope things don't change too much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How was that it? But since we're going to I'm going to be a Chicago TARDIS and, and the the head of all of Big Finish um, is going to be there. Um, you know, I imagine he's going to get grilled <laughs> as to what he anticipates is going to happen. So hopefully, um, for those who listen to Big Finish, I hope I have some news when I get back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested. Since, since I just got that Humble Bundle with a bunch of Big Finish in it. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. i listening to a lot of Big Finish lately. Cool. Good. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is for me, because the, the TV series has become such a disappointment, the Big Finish has become, for me, the primary Doctor Who. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just so unfamiliar with it. I, I have trouble counting it as canon. That's, but we'll see. Oh, but, but so much of it has become, has become yes. canon. Yeah, yeah, I know. You have, you have to count it. You have to. I, I'm aware, but... I, I mean, I'm, I love the fact I've now seen all of Doctor Who in some way or another. Uh, so maybe I need to listen to all Doctor Who some way or another. Yeah, well, I mean, you already possess the first, what, almost 100 or more yeah. uh, of their early releases. So if, if you really want to set a, a project for yourself, you should start from the beginning. Because yeah, I have to find those. I don't know. That was over 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, uh, I, I think um, Big Finish, as you say, is a saving grace at the moment. Really? Well, yes. It's not saving yeah. grace. I just think it's, a, it's, an, it's another avenue for storytelling, isn't it? And uh, I love it. I, and, I love yeah, it. Yeah. And, and also, and, it's great to give the, the classic actors um, opportunities to still be playing the Doctor in fantastic 
writing and, and, and companions and new companions yeah. and no, new, it's, new, it's, new avenues are opening yeah. on yeah. and of course and having watched them um, have some of the new doctors um recording but some actors who are brilliant at re redoing you know the the classic doctor voices um so we can still hear, hear third second you know uh first doctor stories because we've got those those amazing actors doing their voices mm. well i say we're and talking the- about um you're talking about canon uh, on in regards to big finish of course the episode we discussed uh, the mini pod we discussed with paul mcgann in it where all his companions were mentioned in that which canonized them yes it did so yes little just one little line that makes um the uh, makes it relevant makes uh, a big finish uh, canon relevant and canon so cool. yeah so so big finish fans are hoping that if russell t davies you know really takes it on board maybe there will be a spin-off series with the eighth doctor on tv i, I think there's going to be all sorts of stuff coming up because obviously having a little mini pod having the the behind the scenes stuff back uh, it's uh, there's a real buzz around doctor who at the moment really hmm Okay, right then. So, uh, Hi, Master, Master, Master. Yes, yes, yes. I've been uh, scrolling through what's available on Tubi, mm. and it's interesting because there are things that I knew had come out that have been animated that I have not seen. I have seen Faceless Ones, but they have uh, Abominable Snowman, which I have not seen the animated version. So they've got Galaxy 4. They've got Evil of the Daleks. None of those are ones that I have. But I went back to the very beginning, and Tubi is also missing Unearthly Child. Well, there you go. That will all be rectified at some point. Apparently, there's been a I missing so, story. Which that, is... that guy is an idiot. Shush. Well, what? and then, then the latest stories about all those uh, supposed missing yes. episodes yeah. that people are holding Oh, on. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they won't know, bring and, back and, because of the BBC's sort of uh, strictness about people having recorded stuff on by audio on their tellies. I used to do that with Star Trek back in the yeah, 1970s. Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. But only because my cousin up north used to do it. I used to go with this thing called Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used, definitely used to do it with Star Trek. I used to love some theme tunes, like the, the theme tune to um, Mind Your Language. Absolutely loved that that tune. So I used to record it, it on my Isn't somebody audio. putting out all the, uh, the uh, what is it, the the audio versions of those of those unpublished stories? Potentially, yeah. Well, but they're already oh, out. I, I think they're, really they're already out on, on some BBC. Oh, Audible, I think, has got a lot of the the audio versions of those missing stories anyway. Um, and then they came out as part of those, um, you know, the thing that we watched them, didn't we? We watched those um, reconstructions, which are basically yeah, audios yeah. with pictures on. So yeah, all those audios I'm, I'm exist. I'm excited to, to see some of these same stories that we watched the, the uh, telesnaps with yeah. this way. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, right. Uh, oh, um, oh, there was something that... that Oh no, it's gone from the tip of my brain. Oh dear. Oh dear, shark. your brain has a tip. <laughs> <laughs> there was something I was starting to remember, and now I forgot. Darn it. <sighs> dear, well, 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 what were we talking about? I yeah, I need a wee. But what were, what were we talking about before before uh, we were, we went on to that? I was about to try and end the show. We're talking uh, about big finish. Big finish, <laughs> and I was yes, that's right. Big finish. I was just saying about um, you know, an extra avenue for Doctor Who storytelling. Is that a help for you there, Kirby? And I'm trying to remember what no, you were going to say? No, oh, no. All right, that's fine. All right, next week, it's the... the uh, God. 
Time of the Doctor, I think that one's called. Time of the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, Mary, will you be able to join us, or will you still be TARDISing? No, I'll be I'll be a Chicago TARDIS, yeah. Okay. Oh, have fun. She will have fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday until 6 o'clock in the evening, so. Who are you hobnobbing no. with? Yeah. Mary. What? Who are you hobnobbing with? Who are you hobnobbing with? with? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Caroline Ford um, is the most exciting. Excellent. Yeah, I've never met her before. Um, Oh, and there will be three doctors, um, McCoy and uh, Davison and um, who's the third doctor? Baker. Yeah. Well, we'll say try and and cheer Peter Davison up because he wasn't very happy when I met him last. Maybe just because it was me. I don't know. Anyway, right. So. Uh, next week, like I said, it's uh, we're going to be um, talking, hobnobbing, and chatting uh, about the that brand new 60th anniversary special Doctor Who story, which Kirby knows the title of, and I forgot. No, he doesn't. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and <laughs> and of course, a time of the Doctor. Wait, oh, so it's on the calendar. There's a certain Hang degree on. of symmetri- symmetry about that, isn't it? We're going to, you know, end the Matt Smith era. Uh, and sort of begin the, the very short 14th Doctor era. The Star Beast. Star Beast. That's Star it. Beast. Uh, so it's quite a, quite a lot to to do next week. And uh, so uh, until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye. Scarecrow. The 20-megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.
The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.